Welcome to Lester the Nightfly. This is your host, PJ Ewing. This is a part two interview with Valerie Rose Lohman. She is a narrator for audiobooks. She does video game voiceover. She's a singer and she's produced a musical that's making its debut in New York this September. Really remarkable lady from Burbank, California. Let's catch up with my conversation again with Valerie Rose Lohman. song i think my ex-girlfriend introduced me to howard jones i've always been a huge huge 80s fan and this has become my song that i i turn on anytime i'm on my way to an audition and i need to um like get in a good mood and feel pumped and feel hopeful and ready so i think this this is probably i listen to at least a couple times a week it, it is i love the song so did your former girlfriend did she get you into the 80s or was that just a something you had in common? Is that you? <laughs> um, she was more into like the alternative 80s. She got me into the Smiths and stuff like that. Uh, but I have always been an 80s fan. She used to tell me that my music taste would be a, a CD of that's what I call 80s, which she's not wrong. <laughs> but um, yeah. my tastes yeah. have grown uh, like wider, a, wi- a lot more alternative um rock and stuff no like that. well okay okay first of all i've been laughing at you for the last four or five hours because <laughs> i was going through your playlist getting smart doing my job mm-hmm. and i'm like oh look at that 1985 hmm 1984 hmm 1985 1985 1985 this is my year this is not your year you can't have it it's <laughs> mine so i was 20 i was born in 65 I'm, I'm really really old and I've gone back in so many radio shows, Valerie. Mm-hmm. I have returned to 85 with guests, 
And it's just because I was 20. Yeah. It just happens that that was the year I was at the University of Michigan. I'm 20 years old. And all of these songs, Howard Jones was enormously influential at that time. Yeah. I love Howard Jones. It's a shame you picked the wrong song, though. Which is your favorite. terrible. Poor girl didn't really, (laughs) you know. No, I'm kidding. The record of records, his great record, in my opinion, was not Dream Into Action, but was a record called Humans Lib. Okay? And I wrote them down for us. Okay. Uh, and one of them is the Supreme song. It's not even one of the most popular. But I, the new song, Hide and Seek, Life in One Day, What is Love, giant hit, mm-hmm. and then the best of the best, I don't know if you know this one, I bet you don't, Pearl in the Shell. No, I don't think I've yes, heard that one. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm writing yes, that down. Yes, I just gave you an enormous present. Pearl in the Shell is his best song, in my opinion. Although, you know what? They're all so good. And I don't think the world remembers him yeah. like the world should remember. He's He was on stage. He was cracking jokes and jazzy and funny. Talked to the audience. Charming. Howard Jones is amazing. But I don't think we, maybe here was in the States or something, Mm -hmm. we never quite gave him the hug that I think he deserves, to be honest. I did not know that. Like, I mean, I I agree. I don't know too many people that like nowadays that that listen to much of him. Yeah. Right. No, I I don't think so. And and the music is so great. I can't wait for you to hear. Well, you know what? Okay, let's listen to it right now. We're going to hear a little bit of Pearl in the Shell from Humans Lib from 1984, I think. This is Howard Jones.
I would sit here all day long and listen to Howard Jones. I mean, I really, really, really love my sisters, Juliet and Heidi. I'm the oldest of of three. Mm -hmm. And we all, uh, all of us went crazy for Howard Jones. I think Juliet saw him a bunch of times. Uh, the middle, the middle child. By the way, she's yeah. musical theater as well. She was oh. on Broadway. My sister. Yeah. That's so and cool. And the youngest, the youngest is a filmmaker of of great note, uh, documentaries and Oscar nods and stuff like that. Yeah, my sister, my youngest oh. sister's. A okay, let's move on into your playlist, uh, Valerie. I just died in your arms. You know, I knew this song, but I I didn't know it was the Cutting Crew. I didn't know much about it. This is again 1984, around your magical time. Yeah. The album is called Broadcast. Let's take a listen, and then we'll talk about it. certain i heard this song originally in a horror film mm. um I, I i i love slashers and i love horror films in general and there's a lot of um modern day horror films that are set in the 80s and then like have banger soundtracks so i think that's where i discovered this and i think i discovered this around like 16 or 17 years old this song musically is actually what inspired my first draft of kill for you die for you 
I wanted that like big, very synthy, um, almost torch songy, but not quite passionate um, th- vibe. And and uh, I just died in your arms was um, I think a huge inspiration for that. I think when I was first working with my producers. They were asking for like, what was the vibe? And I think I sent them this and like two other songs. Um, you know what? You, you did so well. That was so clever. You worked your your song right into our our list just like that. I love oh, that. Amazing. Because we should do we should do that, shouldn't we? We should listen to that song next. Let's do it. Um, your song, which I really your song, I like both of your songs, mm-hmm. uh, but this this song feels big and f- just feels like a hit kill for you die for you it, i mean it and do you it feels i guess what i'm trying to say yeah okay it feels big it feels it feels like an anthem yeah. it feels you know sizable and i think i just died in your arms also does actually a number of your tracks that you've selected for us mm-hmm. have an anthem like quality and this one certainly does as well thank you so let's listen to it this is vrl it's it's entitled kill for you die for you correct yes all right let's listen
it's so hard to break through in you know your first published song or second i mean are these are, are, you, are you working them like you work all these other things that you do i'm doing i'm doing as as much as i can i think on spotify kill for you die for you has hit like seven thousand streams so far which is very exciting yeah yes and then yes. um i think Easy to Love has been a little bit slower moving. I think we've hit like 300 streams total in the first two months. Okay. I didn't know too much about music publicity until I um, was thrown into the thick of it. So I've been mm. very much learning as I go, which has been cool because I've been for my future releases kind of figuring out, okay, what worked? What didn't work? What can we do better? And then also understanding, like I've had so many musician friends who will be like, who have told me like, yeah, I had a song out for a year and it wasn't until such and such happened that it popped off. Yeah. So kind of discovering that not everything takes immediately. And that's kind of the the lifespan of music, which was not something I expected. And I think that's something that's kind of new too. I, I don't think without a Spotify, if you don't hit it near the beginning, you know, forget it. Yeah. And and I think that now we are, there's an artist in, from North Carolina that I interviewed a couple months ago, Jason Scavone. Mm -hmm. I'm still mad at him because it should be Scavone, but it's Scavone. <laughs> um, so uh, we had a fun, fun chat and he's got new music coming out, but he was with a band, you know, a while ago. And I was listening to some of that music that was kind of buried in the pandemic or it never, they couldn't tour, they couldn't support it, whatever happened, yeah. right? And they just sort of released it. Mm -hmm. There's some great songs and those songs don't go away. And there is an opportunity for people, radio opportunities like this or other TV shows that find a use for it or whatever. And boom, you've, yeah. got, a, you've got a song that people are listening to. So um yeah don't don't lose heart i don't think you are you just you're learning from you know the process i think yeah just, exactly and also like yeah. budgeting for like mark having a marketing budget for certain for yeah. every next single and stuff like that because it is it is i've discovered so helpful to have a team of people helping you with press releases and reaching out to publications because oh my gosh it is not a one-person job no. marketing music that's was as much as we want to right oh i can yeah. hashtag i can do it well you know what it's it you got to be it, it, it costs money you got to there's got to be a person you got to pay somebody yeah. to do that oh yeah you know in the end all right so we're going on to the musical beetlejuice this is from 2019 this is the original broadway cast recording the song is called dead mom hey mom dead mom i need a little help here I'm probably talking to myself here But dead mom, I gotta ask Are you really in the ground? Cause I feel you all around me Are you here, dead mom? Dead mom Dead mom I'm tired of trying to iron out my creases I'm a bunch of broken pieces It was you who made me whole Every day dad's staring at me Like I'll hurry up, get happy Move along Forget about your mom Cause daddy's in denial Dad 
So this is a lovely melody here. Uh, did you see, have you seen the musical Beetlejuice? I have. I saw the original Broadway cast um, the year the show opened. So 2019 on Broadway. We're here with Valerie Rose Lohman. You know what, Valerie, let's, let's do this right now, though. How do we follow you, track what you're doing, stay in touch? What's the best way for us to do that? Yeah, my uh, social media is the best um, for for me as a human being on following all creative endeavors. My handle is at Valerie Rose Loman on everything except for Twitter, where I am at Valerie Loman. No rose in there. And then if okay. you want to follow my music specifically, I am on Instagram at VRL Music Official. Rose, do you what do you think of your middle name? I love my middle name because it's after my great great grandmother. Yeah, I named my daughter Maxine Rose Aww. Ewing. One of the most lovely names, middle name or otherwise, I think you could ever have. Well done. Thank you. Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I was very proud. In fact, we I call Maxine Rose. I a lot of the time just Rose. Aww. I, I did, and I did that on purpose. I wanted to be able to have you know the situations change and you know and she calls me believe it or not the italian slang for daddy which is Do you know what that is no it's so cute babbo babbo b-a-b-b-o babbo babbo uh, you you'd hear that in like an italian film you know yeah. it's like babbo babbo it's, it's your daddy daddy like like from a little child would say that yeah but she still calls me Babo. That's <laughs> we so have, cute. Isn't that cute? Yeah, we have family in Italy, and I, I love. I did that on purpose. You know, I I named her Rose on purpose, and I, I embedded Babo into her brain at you know one because I wanted to be called Babo. So that's really cute. My other children just call me Hey You. You know, oh. so not quite as charming. No. Yeah, no. So, what would you little maniacs like to do first? Left of the world if you're not in it. What's 
gonna be left of the world We're with Valerie. It's Lester the Nightfly. We just heard two really, really lovely, fun tracks. Good Grief by Bastille and then True Faith by New Order. First song, though, I really, really, really fell in love with this song. I had never heard it before. New to me. Very catchy, this Bastille track. Wow, wow, wow. Thanks for that one. Um, Why did you pick that one? I've been a Bastille fan for a long time. My dad actually introduced me to them um, and I saw them live several years ago. When the song came out, I remember I heard it first on 98.7 because I used to listen to them every morning on their like new music discovery Mondays or whatever. And they had a little clip from the band and the lead singer said that it was the happiest song about a funeral he'll ever hear. (laughs) And I just loved that tagline. Um, and, And I love everything Bastille puts out, but I like the the juxtaposition. It's really great song. I and, and I I used to feel sensitive about this. Oh, I I'm I'm do radio. I should I should know it. I can't know everything. Half the time I'm talking about <laughs> opera with opera singers and jazz with jazz <gasps> artists. I I can't. Yeah. I can't. So um, this is a great song that I missed clearly. Uh, but we catch up, you know, six years later, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, I love it. There you How go. How about New Order? New Order. That's an oldie. It is. Um, I have heard this song my entire life. I my family only ever listened to Jack FM in the car, like from the time I was a baby. Um, so I grew up on this song. And then um, a couple years ago, I ended up finding a demo track that it was from their very first time that they had performed it live with like a lot of different lyrics. And they were like really testing stuff out. And it, it led me to like really re-fall in love with this track. They are epic. Oh, yeah. Uh, their story is epic. They're, uh, how they happened. And there was a suicide. And they're in Manchester. And they're at that nightclub, the Hacienda. So many artists. You mentioned the Smiths earlier. My beloved 
in my heart, in my core, in my soul, the Smiths, they're really uh, royalty when you, you talk about uh, music from England oh, yeah. and a certain period of time, really in the early 80s all the way till maybe late, late 80s, they were just, you know, core. Yeah, so the Smiths I didn't discover till um, my first girlfriend when she was flirting with me and we were like, before we even started dating, she sent me a playlist because I was like, I, I was like, I could tell you one song from the Smiths. And um, she sent me a track of all of her favorite tracks, uh, a playlist of all of her favorite tracks. And I just kind of fell in love with so much of the lyrics because it's just, it's so poetic and, and beautiful. And there's just something very magical and hip hypnotizing. Yeah. about their work. I was happy in the haze of a drunken hour But heaven knows I'm miserable now I was looking for a job and then I found a job And heaven knows I'm miserable now I don't know if you know the story, it, it's, and I'll be fast about it, but it was literally, Morrissey's writing for like a little pop rag, you know, in England, he's working for the government, you know, kind of not going anywhere in life, living with his mom. And uh, this guy, you know, they, they had met once before at some party, Johnny Marr. And Johnny literally goes to Morrissey's mom's house, knocks on the door, and you know, says, is Stephen here? And his mother says, yeah, he's upstairs. <laughs> and he walks up the stairs. They sit down. Remember me? We met once. Oh, yes, I remember you. Yeah, you had your phone number, whatever, address. And they started writing songs. And six months later, <sighs> they were the Smiths. And they weren't like... The Smiths, like, oh, no one knows where they are. They're on the Peel Sessions. They're on the BBC. They are fully formed. They are the Smiths. And it was, they were giant. Whoa. within. You know, it, it, it all happened. It, there was no, like, hard days and working really hard. They were at the Hacienda. They were at these big, these clubs. They hit instant wow. without any, any hesitation. I had no it was idea. Amazing. That's Absolutely so cool. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, do you know the song on, on that list from that former girlfriend it was... Uh, the song "How Soon oh, yeah. Is Now." Absolutely. Wow! Like wow! Like I mean, maybe some of the greatest sounds you'll oh, yeah. ever hear anywhere. I mean, kind of thing. I saw them live on their final tour. The Queen is dead. I was at the University of Michigan. I'm in Detroit area, Michigan, and they were at a, a, a cl club called St. Andrews Hall in Detroit. And I remember driving my old car with a buddy. And it was sold out, and we saw them, and it, it was this parade of people trying to hug Morrissey. So they'd run up, hug him, and then be let off the stage. That was basically the concert because it was a—he was yeah. like a deity. It was really—he was like a like a came down from heaven kind of thing. It was—it was, it was wow. really something to see. A lot of fun. Love them. Love them. Okay, um, back to 1985, Valerie. Here we are, Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me. Um, absolutely epic song. Let's take a listen to it.
your troubles and doubts Giving me everything inside and out And love strange, surreal in the dark Think of the tender things that we were working on Slow change, they pull us apart When a life gets in your heart, baby Don't you forget about me Stand above me Look my way
have been a Haley Kyoko fan for years. I discover her, discovered her like pretty much everyone else from her very famous music video, Girls Like Girls, which was mm. um, she's a big queer artist. And that was like her. She'd been making music before that. She had been a Disney Channel kid. But that music video is what popped off. And I discovered this EP and I love Citrine. The entire EP is more um, whereas like a lot of her other stuff is very like contemporary pop, very cool, very now. This album Citrine has like a weird dreaminess to it that I think is inherent in like the instrumentals, especially and and the breathiness of her vocals. And this one has been a favorite for a long while. And I just also really like the the art of the EP, like something about the orange and the desert. And it's just like so pretty. I want to say I, uh, I hear a little of her and your recording somehow. I don't know. Is yeah. that fair? Yeah. Is there any? She's a big, I'm a big fan of hers. I've seen her live. Mm. And I, I think listening to her and like finding a queer artist was one of the first, she was one of the first people where I was like, well, I could do that. Or mm. I want to do that. Right. Um, so huge influence. Absolutely. This may be the revelation of the list, potentially. Oh, good. Uh, from your list. I really, really, really love this song. Although there's one other. There's another one. That's on. We'll get to it. We'll get okay. to it. Um, okay. We're going to go back. Oh, surprise. 1985. <laughs> oh, here we are. PJ's 20. Oingo Boingo. Dead Man's Party. And fun. I didn't know this song though. Really? I, I, I should. I should have. Yeah. I know. I'm supposed to. I really didn't know it. I know the band, but I didn't know the song. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this is my favorite Oingo Boingo song. Um, I'm a big Danny Elfman fan because obviously Danny Elfman is the voice of Jack Skellington in Nightmare Before Christmas. He has been the composer on pretty much every Tim Burton Everything. movie. Like, yes. And huge. And also, he's just like the most theatrical frontman of this band. And um, this is one of my mom's favorite songs. And same thing we listened grew up listening to jack fm and this would be playing pretty much non-stop as soon as like september 15th hit for like halloween spooky season um and i have also seen danny elfman perform live twice on halloween um and both times he has done dead man's party and it's been very very cool so you've prompted two questions that i'd forgotten to ask you mm -hmm. spooky Give me those uh, top two, three, four, whatever uh, scary movies that you like. What, what are they? What's, what's that list? You like them. Clearly, this I is do. your genre. I do. Yeah. The Fear Street series on Netflix, which is a trilogy. Mm. Um, the Witch, or as some people call it, The Vitch, because it's two Vs to make the W. Um, and then um, 
There's one coming. Well, we're into that season now. There's there's one coming up where these there's a home and they're in the basement. It's the same people that made the scariest movie that I've ever seen, The Grudge. Oh yeah. Oh. I, I I'm shaking right now thinking about that movie. That that really freaked me out. But they're yeah. the same people. There's a movie coming out right now this August. Oh, amazing! Same okay. group, yeah. And oh. and they made the Ring, the Ring and the Grudge are the same people, I think. Yes, yes. Which yeah. I love both of those. So yeah. scary. Yeah. What about Blair Witch? I've actually never seen Blair Witch. I've never oh. been a huge found footage horror person just because sometimes the shaking of the camera makes me like a little queasy. Yeah, that was a problem in the theaters. Yeah, for, at that time, right? You know what? Really, really, really another present for you or just a little encouragement. Mm -hmm. Please see that and the sequel. The sequel is amazing. Is it? Okay. Blair Witch 2? No, really. This is your genre. You, 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 you know, you don't really have full credibility, Valerie, until you... <laughs> You know, I will put it. So, you've given me several I'm things. You. you, yeah, yeah. I'm just I, trying to help you. I have my notes app running. Um, <laughs> it's like I am writing these down. So oh, I hope so. There'll be a test at the end. Amazing. So yeah. Oh, the other questions were radio. You've mentioned radio a bunch of times. God bless you. Mm -hmm. In L.A., Burbank, uh, in, in Southern California, are you still listening to the radio, or is it mostly other forms of listening? What, what do you What do you do? Yeah. I noticed that when I I have like my playlists that I'm listening to on Spotify a lot of the time in the car, but I do notice that when I am getting stale of like my playlists, I definitely turn back to the radio to be finding new hits or also like I love the unpredictability of, of what you're going to get and that it's curated by someone yeah. else. It feels like releasing control of you. I'm going to listen to the perfect playlist right now. And it's, it's like that. No, I'm going to just trust this DJ who I right. really love to like Give me good music today. Um, so I have, I've noticed that I've been turning back to it more and more lately. Florence and the Machine. So the, her voice scares me a <laughs> little bit. Yeah, no, really. Like I, ooh, like she's, she's, I don't, it's, it, she, it's a beautiful sound, but she, she reminds me of Annie Lennox a little bit. Yes. If you remember. Oh yeah. You know, sweet dreams are made of these, but no, I get a little bit like, Ooh, she's living in a, a big, scary world for some reason. I don't know why, but that's the vibe I get. Queen of Peace by Florence and the Machine from 2015. The record is How Big, How Blue. Let's take a listen.
love this whole album. This whole album is one of my favorites. Queen of Peace is my favorite is my favorite track because it has like this fairy tale storybook quality. There's something that's so um in her storytelling that really speaks to me and I love her big vocals and to me every time I hit picture Florence and the Machine I'm like this woman is like conjuring magic with candles like I don't know how she just like makes these songs I swear she's just like casting spells to make really rad music but I got introduced to her in um my like ninth grade jazz class when I was at Orange County High School of the Arts when I was like 13. <laughs> So I've been listening wow. to Florence like 12 years. You're not the first to bring Florence and the Machine to the playlist. I don't know. Still, I need to, get, I need to dive in. You can't go wrong with a Florence album. Mm, thanks. Thanks for that. Let's go back for a couple in a row. One from 1978, The Police. This is early Police. Yeah. I mean, it's a famous song, but it was early in the days of The Police, actually. Can't Stand Losing You, 1978, by The Police. And then also, um, hey, hey, surprise. 1985, <laughs> Head Over Heels, Tears for Fears, one of the great songs ever created from songs from the big chair. Let's listen to a couple tracks and then we'll talk about them. Carry on living doesn't make no sense I can't, I can't, I can't stand losing 
of my teenage years into my early 20s, I was driving a 1998 Toyota Corolla 
uh, with absolute like the 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 cassette player was broken, so all I had was my radio. Um, and I loved both of these pieces, but um, Head Over Heels has a very specific personal relationship with with I, I have with it. Um, I my first girlfriend, I had no idea I was I was queer. And I remember driving home from her house one night thinking we were just like friends. And this song came on and I had the stunning realization at like midnight that I was in fact um, gay. And so this song is, I always like to tell people was like my queer awakening because it was in that moment when I was like, oh, wait, I don't like being friends with this girl. I'm in love with her. I am head over heels with her. So I, I, I love this song for that reason. I want to perform this song as like a cover very much so for that reason. So it's, it's been there for, for a long while. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thanks for sharing that yeah. very personal moment. And what a song yeah. to have that happen to, because now is forever in, embedded. It's in your heart, in your head forever. Mm -hmm. Wow. Am I allowed to look at her like that? Could it be wrong when she's just so nice to look at? And she smells like lemongrass and sleep. She tastes like apple juice and beach. Oh, you would find her in a Polaroid picture And she means everything to me oh. I'd never tell no, I'd never say a word And though it aches But it feels oddly good to hurt And she smells like lemongrass and sleep She tastes like apple juice and peach Everything to me. Oh. 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 And I'll be okay. Admiring from afar Cause even when she's next to me We could not be more far apart And she tastes like birthday cake And story time and fall But to her I taste of nothing at all
cheese smells like lemongrass and sleep. She tastes like apple juice and peach. Oh, you would find her in a Polaroid picture. And she means everything to me. Yes, she means everything to me. She, he means everything to me.
Okay, Valerie, we've heard two very different songs. First, She by Dodie, loved yeah. it, 2019. And then we heard a, a more anthem-like, lovely, lovely, really enjoyed it, MGMT song. What say you about these? I have been obsessed with Dodie for, a, 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 probably, I would probably say like two years now, I think I discovered Dodie. And um, I didn't know this, but apparently she started her career by just writing songs on YouTube and was just a small independent artist. And even though she's like grown and she's like a very, very popular independent artist uh, or, or smaller artist, she has this huge fan base and it feels like she is just talking to you like a friend. Like there's such an intimacy with her music um, and just as her her in in particular on her YouTube channel, she vlogs um, and she releases a series called The Month Behind the Song. So she documents her her process of writing and creating a song every single month. And I just think that she has such a beautiful connection with her audience. And she is just my favorite because it's it's so sweet and it's so cute. It's also melancholy and just there's so many bits to it that just tug at your heartstrings and play on them in little ways. And it's unrequited. Yeah. It's unrequited love in this case. Yeah. She, she's she's not it's not her girlfriend it's mm. it's someone who may have gotten away or it's not there yet or whatever it's beautiful uh, yeah and then what about this uh, little dark age track i just this track um makes me think of like really cool like sci-fi movie or like cool fantasy film like when i see that when i think about this song in my brain i like want to see it in a movie or like a TV show, there's something so cinematic about it to me. Mm. And a lot mm. of, I, and I think I can say that with a lot of these tracks, um, if it feels like it's in a, like an important moment in a movie or if it's telling a story, I usually vibe with it. And I don't know yeah. if that's because of the acting background or what, but this in particular, I just feel like there's a story here. And I couldn't tell you exactly what the story is other than the fact that like, 
it, it's like all over the place and and eerie but there's a story in here that just makes me want to find out more and dig deeper and understand what it means what is it talking about why are we talking about the dark ages why are they little why are we talking about our friends running from the policemen um and it just leaves me with questions and i think that's why i come back to it so often because i feel like i find something new every time i listen to it i wrote down blade runner yeah meets new order meets 2018 i i heard that same thing i have to say i love the song i I had never heard it before and it had those qualities that you mentioned very cinematic and mysterious but Mm -hmm. but i don't think the chorus holds up i think the song is amazing but and i was waiting for this amazing chorus to bring it home and it was like a in my opinion, a B minus. It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. But it, 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 the song in the end, so I my thinking is, okay, it's not, I'm not waiting for the chorus like mm-hmm. I would be for Don't You Forget About Me or Head Over Heel. I, I'm, I'm not. Uh, the chorus is fine. Yeah. It's the run up to the chorus that is stunning, in, in my opinion. I, I would agree. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Well, you've got good taste. Of course you agree with me. I mean, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the egos. My, my, my. We are almost there. We are really close, my dear. Um, We have three more tracks to go through. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go through a couple of, well, let's do, let's do one on its own. And then we'll finish the last two. This is called Human Enough. The band is ONR. It's recent, 2020. uh, And the album is an EP. It's called Human Enough. Let's take a listen, then we'll talk about it.
right now Your heart's the only sound I'm not human enough to cry or cry for Night by night I die a little I'm not human Okay, that was human enough. This is all compliments of Valerie Rose Lohman. She's our guest here on the show. I do want to point out that you should go to YouTube and you should subscribe to her channel. She is super engaging. She's delivering lots of vlog work. We really get a sense of what your career is like, what your life is like. It's endearing, delightful. And I'm excited to um, to continue to, to, to pay attention because it's, you know, you're really telling some great stories. Um, so everyone do that. This is a really great track. Uh, I want to hear your comments, and then I've got a a thought for us. Go ahead. Well, first off, thank you. Um, You're welcome. And I discovered this track. A friend of mine showed it to me um, last year. My best friend shared it with me. And it was a song that was introduced to me when I was... um, not in the immediate aftermath of like a breakup of a five-year relationship, but in like that like year following where it's kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that I'm entering a new phase of my life. I'm no longer with this person who I thought I was sharing my life with. And lyrically, this one really spoke to me about, um, I'm the road of falling stars and you are made of perfect, something like that. This kind of back and forth of, was I not good enough? Or what was the reason And that really spoke to me because I felt like I hadn't quite found a song that had captured all those feelings of of a of a breakup like that when you're feeling so frustrated and trying to have an answer. But even though oftentimes there isn't an answer there, they're just it's something's no longer working. And I think that that this was very healing for me, this song. And I I've only listened to a couple of of ONR's other tracks and I've liked everything that I've heard, but Human Enough is my my favorite one from them. The world's a funny place. So the reference that I wanted to make, thank you for that. It's Mm -hmm. it's it it explains so much. Uh it was a young love, uh an enduring love, and it turned out to not be the long lasting love of your life. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the song that it reminded me of, the rhythms. Not really the theme, but the rhythms initially, right out of 1984, mm-hmm. strangely. The the band is a, a Flock of Seagulls, and the record is called The Story of a Young Heart. Oh. And this, you were just telling us the story of a young heart, uh, and the rhythm sent me to that song uh, that has a, a, an amazing rhythmic quality to it uh, that, that's right out of human enough. And I just, it strikes me right now that, that you were telling me the story of a young heart, and that's the song that I was thinking about. Just 
The world's a funny thing I from 1984. That. Yeah, I have that on I my would, list I, as well now. Uh, yeah, you'll you'll find you need lots of volume. Okay, and it, the drums will drive you crazy, and it isn't lyrically the most intellectual thing. It's pretty much repeats. This is the story of a young heart okay. for the whole song. That's pretty much the lyric, but gotcha. but um, it is a a giant song from a band that I I've loved from those days. At my first concert, uh, of
Okay, two more, um, and then we're done. My God, I'll let you I'll let you live your life again. You can go back to the real world. Um, this is um, I I want to say there's some similarity here. The vibe sounded they're very contemporary. Mm-hmm. This is let's go there. She calls me Daddy by King Mala, mm-hmm. right? 2021, and then Black Hole by Griff also 2021. The one thing that I wrote down was this boat. They both sound like. 2021 like yes. like we hear the, the the way they recorded the voice the echo treatment like this is contemporary and we will look back in 2030 and hear them and say oh i know that year that's 2021 because it, it's got a certain production value let's say yeah um very sexy really great stuff but i'll let you take us home tell us about these two tracks before we hear them she calls me daddy and then black hole yeah i i discovered king mala also on tiktok and honestly i originally followed her because i was really interested in um the way that she was promoting her music and formatting her tiktoks and and creating her marketing strategy and then i heard this song and i was like this is i don't think i've ever saved a song from tiktok onto my spotify playlist as fast as this one there was something about the beat and exactly like it's super sexy and um uh, like so bold that i really liked and just immediately vibed with um and then griff i discovered griff on an instagram ad um i usually never like pay attention to instagram ads i'm always scrolling through my stories going i want to see my next friend's post and it was a clip from the live performance the like uh like a live music video she had done when this black hole first had come out and immediately i was like struck by this like tiny girl in this big beautiful bold red dress just like dancing around um was it a church was she in a church doing it's that i saw that video yeah Yeah. really really beautiful so good i've never been so like captured to go immediately listen as I have been for that. And I listened to it on repeat for weeks. Um, and I also discovered it around the same time period as human enough. So it was very much of like, this musician understands me, it gets my heartbreak. <laughs> um, and so they, they and they have both stood the test of time. They have both stayed on my playlists since then. And um, yeah. Yeah. Let's listen to them both back to back. She calls me daddy by King Mala. This is a 2021. It's a single. And then right after that, Black Hole by Griff. Again, 2021, another single right here on Lester the Nightline. She's a little bit psycho, but she follows when I call in the middle of the night. She's got you wrapped around her finger. You try to linger, but she's already on her way to mine. She plays with the boys, but she comes home to me Little fucked up, but I think it's official Cause she might be your girl, but she's calling me daddy She's Girl, I 
shows back to back your stories your life your world your music i'm uh, honored Thank and you. i'm not being goofy i really am i'm really i appreciate your hard work and the time that you've given me and us to get to know you it's really cool i love the pop music that you've brought to us i love that you've gone back to the 80s and mm -hmm. you went you went deep you've stimulated all kinds of things for me to follow up on this has been great. I, I'm just I'm just so glad you're here. Thank you. This has been so lovely and so exciting. And thank you for having me. And uh, thank you for all of the recommendations. I have my homework cut out for me and I'm very <laughs> excited. We both do. So great to have you. And uh, we're going to follow you. And one more time, let's mm -hmm. just give us give us the specifics so we can track what you're doing and where you're doing it. Yes. So on most handles, I am at Valerie Rose Loman. Those are my main hubs. That's on Instagram, um, uh, YouTube, Facebook. My website is ValerieRoseLoman.com, um, except for Twitter, which is at Valerie Loman. And then if you want to look at my music specifically, I am on Instagram as at VRL Music Official. This has been a PJ DJ production. Mm -hmm.